Motherboard, proudly brought to you by Loopy Lou, Lidl's award-winning baby range. Hello, I'm Avril Flynn and you're very welcome to the Motherboard podcast. This podcast series features real parents talking about the beautiful but sometimes hard work of raising children in Ireland today. Before we get started, I just want to let you know about this week's fantastic offer from our sponsor. In this episode, Lidl are giving Motherboard listeners an exclusive offer. You will get 20% off the entire Loopy Loo baby range. All you have to do is visit familyfriendlyhq.ie forward slash motherboard to redeem your voucher. T's and C's apply and remember, this offer is limited, so redeem yours before it runs out. So I'm thrilled that we have the most amazing panel today to talk about life as a younger mum. I suppose people can have particular perceptions of what younger motherhood is. And I think that's changed through the time. But we have a brilliant panel of three people I'm very fond of. We have Mm -hmm. Katie Morgan. Katie's a mum of four, but had her first little person when she when she was just sitting her leaving cert just a couple of months before that. We have Laura Doyle who has four kids. He was our very regular and amazing panellist. <laughs> she runs the website Love Life and Little Ones. And Cara Doyle who is the head of content partnerships here at Packed House. She was 20 and living in the UK when she had her beautiful daughter. So you're all very, very welcome. Thank Thanks you for having, having us. You. So I suppose coming to you first, Cara, the, everybody's experience of becoming a young mum is different. But what was your story? I was 20, as you said, living in the UK in the first year of my degree, having the time of my life. It was I was studying journalism and it was just amazing. And um, I was with my first serious boyfriend, first love, the whole lot. And um, TMI, but I was on the pill. So, you know, I thought it was just really mature and responsible and I was living by myself and, you know, life was good. And I'll never forget the day or like a couple of days before I found out I was pregnant. I went shopping in the Trafford Centre in Manchester and they had this like um, psychic, I don't know, doing readings. I don't believe in that (laughs) at all. But like I was like for the crack, why not? And she said to me, oh, you're pregnant And I'll never forget how much I laughed. Like, I laughed so much. I was pregnant. I didn't know. And then a week later, found out I actually was pregnant. I was like, oh, I can't say the words that I used now (laughs) on this live podcast. But shocked was a understatement. And, you know, just kind of, I wrote an article about it actually a couple of years ago for The Independent. I kept saying to myself, this doesn't happen to girls like me. This Mm. doesn't happen Mm. to girls like me. Who, like, what is that? Who is a girl like me? Do you know what I mean? It's mm. like I I had judgment of people who had children at a young age, even though I was now about to face this, you know? So it just goes to show the mindset that I was in and the mindset that I had been brought up with, I suppose. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, because as yeah. soon as I found out, so similar to you, I was in college just after my 21st birthday and I found out I was pregnant. And immediately I thought, oh my God, what's everyone going to think of me? Yeah, Absolutely. And it's it's weird looking back now. Like I, I always say, I wish I wish I could go through that again with my mindset now. Oh yeah. Because now I couldn't yeah. care less, and mm. now I kind of think that 
people won't really think too much of me or if they do who cares but but when you're going through it I was terrified of what people would think of me terrified of how I would cope um it was really really scary and as scary as it was I just knew instinctively that that I was going to keep him you know and and that I was going to be a mum um but I felt like I didn't have that choice. I felt yeah. like the choice was taken away from me. And although I am pro-choice, yeah. for me, that wasn't the decision that I wanted to make. 100%. I think we were, we were just chatting before yeah. the podcast started. We were all in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I think people need to remember, again, I'm pro-choice, but I respect everybody's views. Um, it is a choice, mm-hmm. no matter what your age. Mm-hmm. It's a choice to continue with a pregnancy and have the child. And, you know, that's a choice that we all made knowingly. It's kind of like... It's such a surreal moment to be in, to be that young. And in one instant, like I remember the night before I found out I was pregnant, we were at a pound a shot night in Revolution mm. in Fallowfield, which is the student area mm. in Manchester. And I remember challenging myself, which I'm not proud of, and hopefully my daughter never listens to this, to how many shots I could take from the board mm-hmm. like, sure, the most know, important thing is did you win yes of course <laughs> I did I'm so but I feel like that's a lot even even yeah. with my other three children I think every that's everybody before they find out yeah, they're yeah, pregnant yeah, yeah. And I, you know yeah the question though that I want to ask is you have a certain vision when you go to college or yeah. when anything's happening when you're about to sit you're leaving cert or anything else of what your life is going mm. to pan out like mm-hmm. and I think part of the shock is perhaps that once you find out you're pregnant pregnant all of a sudden the whole kind of map changes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that what is is that the bit that is the actual shocking thing for you, Katie? What was was that Absolutely, it? Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, your life is over and your mm. the doors are now closed and your options have now reduced. Um, I had to obviously only go to college in Limerick. I couldn't take off to Dublin or mm. the UK or anywhere. So what I did was it wasn't my first choice, of course, but I did a beauty therapy course in Limerick for a few years. And then I went to do my nursing as a mature student. But yeah, I had to I had to stay around. I needed my family to support. I couldn't just take off. And especially for Owen as well, my now husband, Ava's dad, I couldn't just leave with the child as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, you had him to yeah, consider he, as well. Yeah, we had to both mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. Our, our, our map was now together. And you know? what were the reactions of family and friends? Were they wholly supportive, not so supportive, shocked? Cara, what was what was the reaction of calling home? Oh, I didn't tell anyone. So I had a trip to Australia planned with my best friend and in the innocence or naivety of being as young as I was, I thought, I'm not going to tell my parents because I still want to go to Australia and I know they'll freak (laughs) out. So I did. So I found out I was pregnant. And then I think two months later, went to Australia backpacking with my best me for three months, as you do, and plotted all my scans up the east coast of Australia. So I had my like prenatal care kind of blotted out, you know, as to well, where we were going to be yeah, so like all my scans say North Queensland on them because I'm at like various different scan places in, in like comparison to the hostel that we are staying in when I think of it now <laughs> insane who does that but I was like when am I going to get a chance to go to Australia again mm. I spent all this money no I think that's Might great well yeah. Go, you know? yeah, yeah I did I, I had the time yeah. of my life like it was brilliant Absolutely. but I have to say Avril like that, that is your first thought that, okay, this is the end of my life now. This yeah. is, you know, but for me, it was actually the opposite. Um, 
you know, and I'm actually really proud to say that I had gone through like a couple of difficult years before I found out I was pregnant and I kind of didn't know who I was and it was just a rough period in my life and getting pregnant gave me this determination to go, okay, I need to change my life. I need to do it for this little person. And I found strength in myself that I never knew existed, Mm -hmm. like that I never knew was possible. And this love for this little boy, really, I know it sounds cliche, but it changed my life. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he was born, I felt this animal instinct to protect him. And anything that I would do in my life was for him, you know, because I think it's it's very easy to kind of not do something for yourself. Mm -hmm. But when you've got this little person, it changes. So for me, it changed for the better, you know, and I found that my life began rather than, yeah. you know, ended. I'd be yeah. the same. Like even when I was saying about Australia and it's like, it's all fun now. I think that was probably a bit of denial as well on Definitely. my behalf. Yeah. Like it's like, I'm still going to do yeah. everything. And maybe fear. Yeah, absolutely. And then when I came back from Australia, I was about seven months pregnant and that's when I told my mom, <laughs> oh I know, God. yeah. Um, and she was shocked, like totally shocked. So shocked that she ran out the door and down the street uh, like physically <laughs> ran away from me um, but I I know everybody thinks their own mom is brilliant but genuine is brought up by one of the most amazing mm. women that you could ever hope to meet in your life and if I was half the mother she is mm. well then I'm, I'm not doing too badly so kind of everything hit me when I came home and I remember just then starting to cry my eyes mm. out and going into my room and falling asleep because I was jet lagged and I was pregnant and like you know I was dealing with everything then I was like oh Actually, I am having a baby. Okay, this is happening. And I woke up the next day and there was three pink baby girls because I knew I was having a girl from Marks and Spencer's hanging on the back of the door. Oh my God. Oh my so God. my mom so had gone from like physically running away down the street in total shock to the point of where I woke so up. I think I'm going to cry. She woke yeah. up and she's like, I just saw them in Marks when I was there. Just thought I picked them up. Like immediately Aww. she had my back. And when somebody loves yeah. and supports you so much, I think yeah. I'm going to cry myself now. It mm. gives you the confidence to do anything and really the backbone of who I am and who LMA is is my mom because she was there every step of the way to help me with my degree to help me with everything you know and it's just like even saying it now I can't believe how supportive she was I can't believe how much Mm. she stopped her own life so I could continue mine you know it's that's, just amazing. That's really, really yeah. beautiful mm. and, and lovely to acknowledge yeah. as well. And Katie, similarly, Very you same. had the exact same. Absolutely. From the day I told my parents, oh my God, the love yeah. and the support they have given me like is just so amazing. The same. My Like we were all ball in the kitchen when I told my mom. My dad came out saying, will you stop? You swear someone's after dying. Mm. Like, come on, Mm. get up and get on with it. Then my parents are like, you need to see the world. So they booked a Mediterranean cruise. You need to see the whole of Europe now. So come on. So I was pregnant going around with them. So they were like, come on. And these are the high expectations. Don't ever settle for less. Mm. You know, just be really proud of yourself. And And I think that's that's so important is the support because you're obviously so vulnerable you know you just and especially when it comes as a shock like most young mums it's it's a surprise pregnancy so you know you're so vulnerable and you just I felt so lost Mm. um I just didn't know you know what my life was going to become and and when you get that support it's just it's life-changing you know yeah it's so amazing and then I suppose it also gives you that strength because the pregnancy is one thing Mm -hmm. and getting your head round but then you have a little human mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this yeah. is my little human. This isn't yeah. somebody else's little mm-hmm. human. And even though you've all the support in the world, 
you're still the major caretaker yeah. though, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Cara, for you, were you in the UK? Yeah. yeah. So Ella May was born in Manchester. Uh, just by coincidence, she was born in the same hospital that my granny had her last baby in. So she, my family, my mum's family were brought up in Manchester and I just say pure chance the first ever great-grandchild was born wow. where the last kind of auntie and uncle was born. So that was kind of a nice synergy. Mm. So we were there and she was born. I was induced. I was due on Christmas Day and I think they felt sorry for me. So <laughs> I got a little bit induced because I was the most heavily pregnant young girl in the world. She was huge, but she was really long. You know, it was kind of more. So she was eight, two when she was born. But you're very petite. Yeah. So that would be... On the 17th of December. And yeah, I just... I thought I was so mature. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like I thought I was way older than I was because I'd lived abroad and I traveled around. So I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to have a baby mm. at 20, 21. You know, this is this is what you do now. And I was madly in love with her dad, like madly in love. So it just felt right for me, you know. And then we we had her, our little girl, and we brought her home. And it was lovely. It was Christmas time. And, you know, it was just a really special time. Like I didn't feel really any shock at all then. I just felt contentment you know and then it really kicked in for me when I had to go back to uni in like mid-January late January the university that I was in wasn't hugely supportive to begin with when I was pregnant it was suggested that I leave and I come back yeah I come back when the time is right so like you were saying Laura Mm. when these kind of negative um opinions or suggestions Mm. were thrown at Mm. me it actually made me so determined to achieve everything that I was going to achieve and I was a bit flighty before I had Elle you know it's kind of Mm. a bit like oh I got traveling as you you guys have heard I'll do this whereas having her gave me that like laser like focus to like achieve Mm. and progress and be successful because I wasn't doing it for myself yes that's the exact same as me and and one of the things that I really feared when I was pregnant when I found out I was pregnant was that I couldn't provide for him Mm. what other babies will get when they're born like I was 21 I was I had just been made redundant from my job I was still living at home I didn't have any money I didn't have any savings and I just thought like would he be better off with a family that's more established like that thought did go through my mind but actually then I said you know what this is going to make me so determined Mm. to do everything that in my power to provide a life for him that I want and like he, he's almost 10 now and he has everything yeah. you know and I've achieved that in the 10 years and yeah. it just makes me feel so proud of mm-hmm. myself like I'm mm-hmm. I'm a different Should person be. now than I was mm-hmm. when I had him and and it's him that's really you yeah. know made me yeah. achieve so much yeah. you know yeah absolutely yeah and Katie is there an element as well of proving people wrong absolutely you know like by your yeah. success yes I was 17 Left home with the baby the same. It was Christmas, the 19th of December. No way. Yeah. Two days between them. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Oh, my God. I was, from the day I left, I was like, you are going to get absolutely everything mm. you want in your life. So me and Owen worked so hard. He did his apprentice straight away. He was earning money. I was now going to study. Um, And we have worked so hard so even to now to like they get so more expensive mm. don't they as oh, they grow up <laughs> so between music lessons and everything schools she had the best shoes the best coats it's almost yeah. like you do that just to be like you know yeah. she's not gonna or he's not gonna you oh know, really do I still do that I still do it yeah. and even yeah. with with I've three more now 
I still do it with all of them for birthdays. They mm, get it. Yeah. Like if, if somebody on the road gets new shoes, he gets them straight away because, <laughs> but it is, I don't think that that ever leaves you. No, yeah. The fact that you're kind no. of, I feel like I'm still proving myself, yeah. you know, and especially look, now. I'm a good mom. Look at this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and the more he has, the better, the more yeah. my, which is ridiculous. And totally. I know that, yeah. but I just think it's just ingrained in you when it you've, when you've been a young 100%. mom. And that, even the other pregnancies I found when I found out, I was like, oh, and how are we going to tell everyone? Because you just associate telling people you're pregnant. You feel like you're 17 again. And yeah. he's like, Kate, you're 30. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're married. I know. Like, I can't tell anyone. No, I know. Yeah. I know because you have that negative it's image about that it. fear inside yeah. you. But I think as well, I don't know if it's just if it's just Ireland or if it's, you know, overall, but like we're not too long from the times where single mums were sent away to have Absolutely. their babies, you know, and, yeah. and that's like that the last one only closed not long before all of yeah. us were born so, I think it was in the 80s yeah. or 19 87 90, was the last one much later guys 96 oh, yeah that's the last you know and, and so I well within our well lifetime, I definitely like. would have grown up with knowing oh she had her baby you yeah. know um, out of wedlock yeah. and you yeah. know like I was terrified telling my grandparents because yeah. I wasn't married um and they were totally supportive and totally fine. Like, but I think that that's just in the back of your mind. You yeah. know, we've grown up hearing all of the horror stories and mm. in, inverted commas of women sent away to have their babies. Mm. Well, it is that whole stigma of the fallen woman. Yeah. yeah. You know, you you fell pregnant, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. tripped over mm-hmm. and fell. You've yeah. fallen. Yeah. With the uh, S on your back. Yeah. Scarlet ab- one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And that is where we'll wrap up um, part one, because in part two, we're actually going to talk about is also how society has kind of changed slightly and also how things, even though you've grown up, some things mm-hmm. don't change. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you back in part two. In this episode, Lidl are giving Motherboard listeners an exclusive offer. You will get 20% off the entire Loopy Loo baby range. All you have to do is visit familyfriendlyhq.ie forward slash motherboard to redeem your voucher. T's and C's apply. And remember, this offer is limited. So redeem yours before it runs out. You're very welcome to back to part two. So one of the questions that I want to know is you were obviously the at the younger age of the mothers that would have been having children that were the like the same age as your kids. So what were the other mums interactions like with you? Did you feel did you feel young? I felt very young. <laughs> like when Ava started school, I was 21. So I was at the school <laughs> gate with a four year old. Um, yeah, everyone used to stop and stare and like it was, it was crazy. They had their own clique and I, mm-hmm. like they'd say, hi, how are you? But I was never ever in their cliques or their wine nights yeah, or yeah. Their, yes. Same. their holidays or anything. So yeah. did you feel a little bit excluded from that? Yes. Looking back, I don't think I felt it so much at the time because... You didn't want know. to be hanging out. No, and I suppose, anyway. no, I was more worried about Ava <laughs> than anything else. I kind of would have put my myself second and just made sure she was okay. So, but now looking back and reflecting back, absolutely, yeah. And Cara, what about you? You were still over in the UK. Did you feel a little bit isolated still because you were a little bit younger yeah. looking than the other mums? We moved back when Elle was about two and a half, I think. Two and a half, three. So then she started school in Ireland and that was part of the, one of the reasons that I moved back because I was finishing my degree and I needed the help. I needed the support. Um, and 
similar to what you're saying, I don't think I really noticed it at the time. Like there was a couple of women in the school that were really lovely. And, you know, it's only now that I look back and I, I definitely feel like they went out of their way mm. because there was a lot of women and a lot of men that weren't very lovely. And for me, I always felt not all the time, but, you know, especially if an issue arose, the tone in which the principal would communicate to me was just, you know, and if I had, I went to the board of management once about something that was going on in school and I definitely felt it was like, let's put this little girl in her place, you know, don't be causing trouble, which was like a condescending red flag to a bull, you know, so I definitely had to deal with that quite a bit, but not only in school, out of school as well, like just dealing with like various different institutions like one time I went in to see about a course um I think I've told you this before Avril and I wheeled Ella in in her pram and I was like oh you know I'm just crying about this I think it was a postgrad at the time and the woman at reception went oh lovey you need to agree to be able to do that Mm. course and I just just took a breath and was like yes I have a combined honours degree in journalism and broadcasting so can you give me the information on the course please like immediately yeah because yeah. I wheeled Ella in and, you know, just kind of mm. inquiring about So do you think there's a societal assumption that yes. by, that the fact that you've have had a baby when you're young, that you're somehow just not, you know, quite as great as all the other mums that are having the babies Or you couldn't possibly yeah. be a mom and study. Yeah. Do you know, that was some people's assumptions. And has it changed? Do you mm. think things are different? So as you have matured, as you have now grown up, do you think the reactions have improved or changed? What do you think? Um, unfortunately, no, I don't, mm. you know, and I think I think it sticks with you. Like, I, I think the hope is that, you know, when you get a little bit older, your child gets a little bit older, that that will change. And no, for me, it really hasn't. Um, and I, I do. I agree with everything you said, Cara. Even when I'm in the schoolyard and now my son is 10, I just feel like I can't relate to the other mums mm. as well. Like you don't have anything really in common and nobody goes out of their way to try and make you feel included. It's always like, oh, the young mum, you know, or I've definitely had that with the principal of oh, the yeah. school and just kind of talking down a little bit or or that I wouldn't know as much or I wouldn't, you know, be capable of n- enough to take on a task for the class or, you yeah. know, it's, ju- it's just assumed that you can't, you know. Um, and I find even play dates, you know, if, if you're having a, a child over for a play date like the the mums in in my son's class might be 20 years older than me and there's like a list of things they can't and can't do and maybe they would send it to everybody but I think as a young mum you just feel well you get unbar- an actual written list of rules well a yeah. text like yeah Gosh, that's standard yeah. like food they're not allowed to have oh, they're not allowed to play outside they're oh, not allowed yeah. to do this and yeah, and I don't know if, if it's just coincidence. No, that's standard. If I could list reels, I'd be like, sir, go oh. play with somebody else. I'm yeah. sorry. No, yeah. I've God. got that. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Got a list of oh do's and don'ts. Yeah. yeah, me too. And I've got kind of critique after a play date. <laughs> I haven't got <laughs> What, like, like a report card? Well, just like, you know, so-and-so said this and they're actually not really allowed to play that or have that or... Yeah, yeah. And and I suppose you just, you have that kind of... Um, I told you that open bonfire <laughs> in the back of your garden was a, was a bad idea. It just helps get rid of the waste, you know? <laughs> I think you just, you're kind of on guard when, when you're a young woman, you're just expecting like a bit of negativity or a bit of um, a presumption about you or you as a mum. And I think you're just... I realised a couple of years ago and I've got a, a core group of of gals, three of my best p- pals who I met through work. Um, 
And they actually helped me realize that when I was out in conversation, naturally, like my daughter comes up Mm. and then naturally somebody asks her age and I'm like 14, 15, whatever Mm. she may be. And then I would get the immediate, we've all had, what, 15? Mm. Don't look like you have a 15 year old. Mm. How old are you? How old are you? And the barrage of questions. And then I, the penny dropped with me that I almost had this like routine where I'd be like, and I'd be like, this funny, like, Mm. oh yeah, I was young, but you know, and I was immediately responding to their nosiness and there's no other word and their rude and their rude comments with like funny disarming let's like Mm. make this situation really light and nice and and let's move on and then I was like I'm not doing this anymore I'm not responding to your intrusive questions and making you feel comfortable and making everybody laugh about them Mm. at my own Mm -hmm. expense Mm -hmm. that you have to defend yourself almost like like you've done something wrong you know and I'm like goody goody and then a couple of years ago I just went silent yeah so somebody would say to me oh my god you're a 15 year old like yeah yeah and I would just look at them Mm. and then the response was completely different I realized that I had to Stop explaining myself. I must try that. Yeah. But it's very intrusive. <laughs> it is. I mean, that, you know, you'd have two mums and if, if I said, oh, Felix is one, that's kind of the mm-hmm. end of the conversation. But if I said Felix was 21, there would suddenly be 27 different yeah. nosy, nosy Absolutely. questions. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I get it all the time. And and you're a nurse. And how did you do that? And mm-hmm. who minded your baby? And did your baby live with you? Mm-hmm. And oh, my God, it's crazy. The amount of questions we get asked and Owen as well when he's yeah. And do you know, I was in the shop only last week and I had my three younger ones with me, not even my 10 year old and four different women asked me, were they all mine? I've been asked, am I the au pair? Had am you, I the had minder? Had you stolen them in a previous shopping yeah, expedition? Yeah, yeah. Do you know? And I, it's just, I feel like people are so intrusive yeah. when it's a young mum, as you said, <laughs> like if, if I was 50 and I had three kids with me, that's totally fine. You know, but I found during my pregnancy as well, I wore a fake engagement ring on my finger, which now I just never would do. But at the time, I don't know if you girls felt this, particularly older women would look at my bump and look at my left hand straight away. I would yeah. I would spot it straight away. So just I, I wore it. And if I was in a shopping center, I would mm. just have my <laughs> fake engagement ring on my bump and it just stopped Questions. It just made stuff a little bit easier. Yeah. That's when the questions start. And I think they start no matter what your age. Mm. When a woman is pregnant, mm. that's when the questions start. That's when like mm. you lose autonomy. People try to touch your bump. Yeah. They try to talk to you about things. So actually, when we think about this, that well, you, you're you almost like public property when you're pregnant. People feel like they have a right to ask you those questions. And I think that actually just continues on if you're a young parent. Like I've been asked, does my daughter know her dad? I've been asked, oh was she the result of a one night stand? I've been asked. Have you actually, yes, actually yes, said that? Yes, directly to my face. I've been asked, did I just find out too late and I had to keep wow. her? <gasps> yeah. 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 All say, direct uh, questions to my face. I find that shocking. Yeah. And you see, I'm terrible. I'd go, yes, it was. No idea who it was. <laughs> yeah. Happened in a toilet cubicle. <laughs> yeah. And sure wasn't a but even if it, I just, But even if know, that I, was it, though, like even yeah, if that was nobody's business. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because for some some people, young mums or older mums, it could be a one night stand or it could be a planned one night stand mm-hmm. that you wanted to get pregnant for. Yeah. Like it's nobody's business. Exactly. And, and how you got pregnant, how old you were when you got pregnant doesn't show what you're going to be like as a mum. It exactly. does, you know, it doesn't Absolutely. equal your parenting no, skills. Totally. No. It is no indictment of you, but I think it is a huge indictment of, of society that we live yeah. in yeah. that people think that that is an okay question yeah. to ask. Yeah. I've been asked countless amounts of times if I'm a single mum. Yeah. 
Yeah, all, all the time. All the time. You know, yeah. people just assume that you're a single mum if yeah. you've had a child young, which is... Yeah, absolutely. Every time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And does she yeah. know her dad? Like, does she keep in touch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I always get that yeah. as well. Yeah. I'm like, he's there. <laughs> She's there for me. But now, as women who are all in their 30s, has it changed? Has, you know, have, have you have you been able to answer the questions a little bit better? Or have people's reactions changed? Or have you gotten kind of those automatic answers you know, now that you've had other children. No, I literally just first thought of it when Kara said it. I have a whole rehearsed thing, speech that I give to everyone. And you've just named it. Mm. Like, on laugh. trains yeah. and they yeah. go, oh, yeah. yeah. You make them laugh, you disarm them, it makes the situation. And you yeah. end up telling them yeah. your life story, like yeah. particularly on a plane. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. recently As I have if it's told their business, the yeah. couple beside me. Mm. My whole story. Mm. Mm. Maybe she just got a t-shirt printed. Yeah, or a sign. The question asked is like, there you go. But I find when I had my three daughters and five years after my first more questions are asked mm. because it's like there's there's an age gap so mm. it's like do they have the same dad or mm. you know and people just ask you this you Which know deeply personal I and know. none no, of your I know. business I know. questions I know. or when you have in the next one like mm. which is one I absolutely mm. am we all know I'm allergic to that <laughs> but so for pe- people listening at home you know I know how I know all three of you are brilliant mothers it was a tough start but do you think that you gained a lot though from having such a close connection age-wise to your kids. A hundred percent. Oh my God. Like me and Ava have the biggest connection. Like even today I've brought her with me. We are inseparable. Mm-hmm. We think the same. We are just like she would definitely be my best friend mm-hmm. and my daughter, everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's so just lovely. such a great bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Elle, I mean, Elle and I would be the same. Um, you know, we think the same, we're, our mannerisms are the same. And I think she's brilliant. Like, I think she's so fun. Like we were going, she's going through 15, 16, which is a, a difficult age. So she's kind of pulling away from me a bit. And I'm just trying to like grab yeah, onto her and bring her back. But yeah, I'm so proud of who she is. Mm. She's so independent mm. and she's so mature, but in a good way in terms of like her compassion for people, you know, mm. and how she views the world. I think is an absolute testament to being brought up by somebody like we grew together. Yeah, so when I that. was discovering stuff, I was sharing it with her, you know, and, yeah. you know, kind of we, I would discuss these things with her because I was fascinated by whatever I was finding out, you know, and I was still growing as a person. I still am. Mm. I'll never stop growing as mm. a person. But because of the age I was, it was just second nature to me mm-hmm. to talk to her about all of this, you know, and she's it's just manifested itself really well. Yeah. And you feel just so interconnected yeah. then mm. with them. I feel the exact same. And and I wish I had have known back then how much my life would change for the better yeah. when he was born, you know, and, and I would have got rid of all of that fear because really, I, I, I just think you grow so much as a person uh, when you have to mature at such a young age. You know, it's just for me, it was such a positive, like I would not change it for the world. Absolutely. Yeah. And on a very practical level, money is going to be tight. Mm-hmm. So no matter what age you are having a baby, mm-hmm. money is going to be tight. But I think that's especially relevant when you're a young mom. Yeah. So there is absolutely no shame if you need to sign on and get some kind of social welfare benefit yeah. to have that support system 100%. in place. And yeah. when and if you need to sign on to social welfare benefit, 
do the courses that are available to you research and educate yourself on what courses or what mm. education because there's grants available yeah. to you you know so nothing is impossible Absolutely. if your income is low you can get grants to go back to education if your income is low you can do springboard courses to help you achieve yeah. what you want to achieve you can get like I know childcare places in the community they're at a you know a cheaper yeah. cheaper rate or that year's free childcare as well so just my advice to anybody who's like really dig into what support that you can get if you don't have it from family and friends you know look into what creches are available you know government funded courses anything that you can do to help you know build a foundation for a better life do it and don't be ashamed of it if you have Mm. to sign on and you have to get social welfare benefit Mm. for however long it may be in order to be able to do your courses and get childcare you do that and be proud of yourself for doing it yeah you do what you have to do exactly to, to survive but also to make the best life for you and your baby and that should be your top priority not what anybody else thinks because at the end of the day it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks because yeah yeah, I think that's the next thing like how do you support them oh you know you're on some kind of social benefit benefit you're you're scrounging from the state you have a kid like I wish I could say the language that I want to say right now don't let any of that get into your head just focus on bettering yourself educating yourself education is the one thing that when you have nobody can take away from you Mm -hmm. So focus on that, focus on improving your skill set and being able to provide for yourself and your child. And I think that's what what's amazing about the three of your stories is that, in fact, that you were able to take all of the stuff that you learned as mothers mm. and reinvest it mm. in your careers, in mm. your ability to learn, in your ability to engage. So, you know, when you found out that you were pregnant, you thought you were going to lose something. Absolutely. But actually you gained so much more than you ever thought possible. Yeah. And yeah. I think that should give people, you know, at, at you know, real hope at home. It's not it might be the end of what you thought, but you're going to get so much more with totally. it. And you, the thing about traveling and all of that stuff, and I'm speaking as somebody who's an older mother, I had as many, if not more difficulties and more challenges being an older mother mm-hmm. than a younger mother. Mm-hmm. So it's all relative. You, mm-hmm. you have the same freak outs, the same mm-hmm. self introspection, the same questions, you know, at 36 than you will do at, you know, at 26 mm-hmm. or 16. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, your experience is relative. Absolutely. Yeah, it is the same. As I say, I was a teen. I had a baby in my teens, 20s and 30s. Yeah. And everything is the exact same. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I had my second child, Eva was now 11, so there's an 11 year gap. And, you know, the day two when you give birth, Mm -hmm. the emotions. Mm -hmm. And I remember because when I had give birth to Eva, I was like, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? Yeah. And then when I felt it again, I was like, hallelujah. Yeah. I was normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it happens to everyone. It wasn't that I was a teenager. But and I remember that second night saying, oh my God, it's just what every woman feels. And yeah. that's the yeah. thing. When you're a younger mum, you don't, usually you don't have any friends that have had kids yeah. or have kids. So you don't have anybody to kind of say, is this normal? Is it not normal? Yeah. So I think having my three after after my first, I, I loved that, that kind of other friends had kids so so we could bounce off each other mm. but as a young mum you're you're quite isolated and your friends kind of don't really relate to what you're going through no. it's kind of you know can you come out no no I can't you know and then it's kind of you're forgotten about you yeah. know and and it, it's not anybody's fault I mean it's you know it's it's hard to understand I suppose for them as well that now yeah. their friend is just obsessed with this little baby and they kind of can't relate so mm. it's a learning curve for everybody I think but but as you said Avril I think it's it just leads you on a path to something so much better something I could never have even imagined my life would be 
I have an analogy that I use because <laughs> I was in the UK and because, you know, I was surrounded by students. Um, if I wanted to get out of the house, which I did quite often, mm. if I wasn't studying mm-hmm. or looking after a baby, I would, you know, I, I think I've said this before, maybe on this podcast, I had a Wurzel Gummidge head. So I would take off my mom's head mm. and I would go out and I'd have to put on my like young, you know, woman fun head, you know, and I'd have to like just compartmentalize. Oh God, somebody help me with that word. Compartmentalize. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I would have to just like leave the mama home and I'd have to go out and have fun. And actually that was it was necessity at yeah. the time, but actually it was hugely positive for me to be able to step into the world that I used to frequent yeah. quite often and still not feel like I'd lost touch. And I think that's something that older moms should really take on board. Yeah. Like I had to do it out of necessity because I just didn't want to sit in. I didn't mm. want to miss out on everything. I did have a bit of FOMO as a 21 year old, you know, with a baby. Mm. Um, but I see older moms now, older as in like in their, their mid thirties, normal age, yeah. I suppose, whatever normal is. And they're just so invested in being a mom, which is amazing and there's no judgment. But also, it's almost like they forget about who they were before yeah. they had a mom. Yeah, I've seen that happen yeah. to all my friends. Yeah. And when they ring me then, they're so, I'm like, you just need a night out. Big time. That'll sort your whole life. Go just out, go get out. drunk, have fun, <laughs> yeah. have a dance. Or what, even if it's yeah. not alcohol related, yeah. whatever it was out. that you used to do mm. for fun before you became a mom, do that because that really helped my mental health. Really, that's really what really I was going to say. Yeah. That was that would be one of my biggest advice for for any young mums or any mums is to go out to yeah. spend time away from your baby. I was Big petrified time. of asking for help in case people thought I couldn't cope yeah, or same. you know if somebody offered help I'd be thinking are they thinking that I can't yeah. look after my baby? Yeah. But actually it's so important, you know, for your mental health mm-hmm. and to be the best mum you can be mm-hmm. is having time away from your baby as well. Yeah. Absolutely. I was the same. I lived in a small town. So I'm in the pub mm. and I was having a drink. I'd feel like oh, everybody was looking. Oh, your one. Yeah. yeah, just mm-hmm. the baby at mm-hmm. home. Yeah. I was so paranoid. Yeah. And I'd say I had lost my confidence. Yeah. You big do. time. Absolutely. Even with outfits and everything. Yeah. I was, yeah. will I dress like a mother? Will I dress yeah. like a teenager? Exactly. Your identity. I just didn't know who I was. Yeah. But again, because I was in that situation that I was in, I it was either get back who you were mm. or have no friends ever again whilst you're living in the UK because <laughs> none of them had kids and none of them cared mm. that I had mm. a kid. Mm. So I needed to get back to the old car at least one night a month. Otherwise, I wasn't <laughs> going to be able to keep in touch with him. So it was absolute necessity. And I'm so glad that I did because I think it stood to me and stood to to who I am today mm. and who Ella is that I didn't lose myself yeah. completely in motherhood. And just to finish off, Katie, what would be your one little bit of advice that you would give there was somebody listening and you think there was something that you somebody could have said to you when you were in that position what would it be well just self-belief go Mm. with your own instincts Mm -hmm. don't listen to what other mothers have your own mother even just you know what's right for your baby yourself and Cara oh it's a tough one because it's so personal the experience so but what I would say is just to go back on if you're a young mum And if you have any sort of negativity come your way, Mm. just remove it, remove it from your life. Surround yourself with positive people who support the journey that you're on. And if you're in education, continue with that. If you're in a job that you like, continue with that. Don't lose yourself because that's going to be hugely important to you throughout the years. Laura. (laughs) I mean, I just echo what both of these amazing moms have just said. Listen to your gut. If people are talking about you, ignore them people are going to talk anyway no matter what age you are as a mum and also remember this is your baby so if you are young 
you know, it's your baby. You do what works for you. Don't take advice, unsolicited advice from every single mom in the universe that wants to give it to you. It's your baby. And just remember who you are as well. Yeah. It's going to be OK. Yeah, you're, you're going to be OK. And it's going to be amazing. Yeah. We did it. We did. And if we can yeah. do it. Yeah. And still smiling. (laughs) And laughing about it. Thank you so much, ladies, for your honesty and your beautiful stories and just for being amazing mums. Your kids are so lucky to have you guys. And I hope anybody listening, particularly that isn't a young mum, might just think again about the look that they're giving somebody at the school gate or might engage a bit better or realise that maybe there is somebody feeling a little bit isolated and and reach out. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Motherboard podcast and don't forget to visit Family Friendly HQ forward slash Motherboard for this week's fantastic offer. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to my amazing panel and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.